You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadol. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. My name is Mike Mercadol. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been coming out to the Unsung Heroes show every Thursday at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. 8 p.m. downstairs, we're having a great time. Oh, if you're listening to that, that's the in-studio motorcycle. Call in now and you could win a brand new motorcycle. No. Um, I don't know if you can hear that or not. I just love that you can hear it from in here. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody who's been coming out. Uh, Long, uh, Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens, every Thursday at 8 p.m. downstairs. Great time. And and thanks to all of the people who've been coming and starting their own podcast, Gather Around the Punch Bowl. Uh, started from Degrassi, now we're here. It's a lot of stuff going on. Go listen to all of those shows. I'm going to be posting links to them at uh, Zeros on Heroes on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. So be sure to follow us on all social media at Zeros on Heroes. And um, uh, and uh, you can follow our guest as well. Uh, he's a uh, he's a we've you know him. This is, you're like a return guest. You've been on before. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I love the episode we did last time. Um, but you've come back. You got a brand new hero that you want to talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we give a round of applause for Dominic Fogarty. Thank you. Absolute pleasure to be here again. Yeah, yeah. And only this time, one hundred percent. Actually, two hundred percent more cats. Yeah, because there we there are studio cats that we have now, <laughs> and uh, you seem to be enjoying one very much. Um, so if you fall asleep in the middle of the interview, I'll understand that you're distracted <laughs> by the cat. But you picked a great hero. We're, we're going to talk about him. But uh, let's get into our first. Oh wait, well, first. Where can they follow you on social media? We'll do plugs up front. Uh, so my social media. Uh, I think my. Twitter. I can never rem- remember what it is because I don't think it is just my name. That's the new phone number where you nobody knows their own phone number. Yeah, you know. See, oh, uh, Dom underscore Foggers for Twitter. Right, D O M F O G G E R S. Yeah, and then I'm not too fussed with Twitter, but my Instagram is Dom Foggers underscore E S Q. Ah, that's right. You got yeah. the Esquire on there because you're fancy. Yeah. Uh, no, but you're, uh, you're a very funny comedian here in New York City, uh, hanging out. You are fully an American citizen, and we may need to move again. <laughs> it's all right. I've, I've got him. Yeah. He's a big boy. He is a, an absolute unit. unit yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you picked an interesting, but let's do our first, uh, segment of the show, our, our, our only real segment that's not a, your hero. <laughs> uh, heroes of history, echoes, echoes, heroes. Boom, 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 boom. Dramatic music. I'm eventually going to do that, but not really. Um, our this week in history, we have the in 1913 the first successful ascent of Mount McKinley. Have you ever climbed a mountain, Dominic Fogarty? Um, only by the chairlift and cable car. Oh yeah, with science. Y- yeah. yeah. What are these uh, crazy people? They 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 really I guess they really are the pioneers of getting us easy passage up these mountains. Uh, yeah. So someone climbed it before me carrying and, the the cable car pylons. Yeah. They just planted them and and then you, yeah. you know just made it easier for the for, uh, that that is one of those things that is hard to wrap your head around. Have you ever seen those like uh nature shows where they show like what New York looked like before it was settled? Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh no. <laughs> We've done a, a horrible thing to this land." Yeah, I I always like cringe when i see like a sort of sprawling urban yeah like th- there's a, an int- interesting reddit of like urban hell i think oh right where it's like um second third world even first world countries where it's just like oh look at this city in a desert that isn't supposed to be here right or stuff stuff like uh like when they show things of like Kowloon city yeah. in hong kong yeah and- I, I, went, I, went, I, was, I was in hong kong last yeah, and even the non-Kowloon bit were just giving me anxiety because the land mass is really small, but they have a population of seven million. Yeah, so they're just it's sque- bonkers. squeezing. It was like some sort of Deus Ex meets Blade Runner. It really does. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. I can only imagine being like on ground level or whatever you assume ground level is. Yeah, because they also have. Stuff like everything, you never really know exactly where you're at. I told you. Um, yeah, but it, I, I imagine like looking up at that, it's got to be crazy. But um, going back to the Mount McKinley thing, do you know the name of the person who climbed it in 1913? Uh, no. It's okay. It's Hudson Stuck. I also think names were cooler back then, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, this week in history, June 6, 1944, was D-Day. Lots that, of heroes. That's a... 
un what is it accidental heroes like drafted heroes you know what i mean like the dudes that just got picked and then all of a sudden you're like they go back the ones that made it through they go home and then they go back to work and then they do whatever they have to do but they at at some point it's i imagine i can only imagine what that must have been like to just be called up you were in the military and briefly briefly yeah does that count as like is that like a military service thing that you did for well i did rotc and then i joined the royal marines briefly uh and then left early on during officer training because i just i thought i didn't didn't want to do this there's really not the like fervor around the military in the uk as there is in the united states is there no 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 it's like the hero worship of soldiers in the united states and military servicemen in the united states is is outlandish it's crazy because I, I think obviously if you join the military that's pretty good but then the military is so big it's like any organization there will be dickheads of course and like even even like especially in the u.s military there are so many obscure roles that's what i'm it's saying like oh yeah. i'm the guy that packs the parachutes and like, oh thank you for your service it's like not everyone is well the see even that one is kind of an important service like i i i do a bit about like my dad's cousin he he was in the military and his whole job in the military was playing a flute in a band <laughs> like that was his military service and i, I do a whole bit about it. not that i'm saying like it's not important like they like, he didn't know that that was going to be his job when he went in yeah. he was lucky enough to be like hey i play the flute and they and he, he was able to do that for yeah. the, his whole thing but like I do think that the idea of them being supermen is 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 very put out there, and also it's like it's very self-aggrandizing. The people, no one, you know, like a lot of um, like people who served in the military poorly because there are guys that get kicked out and still. Yeah, have it's, you not, ever- it's not like once you're in, you're in. You have to still pass these things and right. sort of be like, oh yeah, you've done well enough. We'll keep you. What, not, and not only that, have you ever seen those stolen valor videos? Oh, I, the the British ones are even more hilarious because they don't take it as seriously, so people just bully them. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot more teasing. <laughs> like it's not there's not a there's not that rage. It's more like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and they'll use all these like really funny insults and and stuff. There's a, a really funny Facebook group called uh, Walter Mitty's Hunting Club. Walter if, Mitty from the yeah, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, so because if you're if you're walting, that means you're bigging up your military experience. Oh, so you either weren't in the military or you did what I. It's like me pretending to be in the Royal Marines and having done a lot more than I did. Which right. for stand up purposes, well, for stand up purposes, I'm ambiguous about stuff. Right. Wait, wait, just to be funny and because um it well, saves everyone's time st- on stand-up it's a lot easier like when i talk about being a paramedic i don't specify that i was technically a paramedic technician in an emergency room blah 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 i i'm very i just say paramedic people know what that is i don't want to have yeah. to get into the details everyone knows what's up what's up you know like at some point do you have what do they just make them feel bad like i don't know like how to what would be like a, a trade a back and forth in exchange so it's usually on facebook and, and they'll like they'll sort of identify the badges that this guy's wearing and they'll be like oh it's an oh, interesting yeah. badge you know when did you serve and i'll say oh i served in this in the battalion because they'll usually do their research like oh that's cool do you know my mate john like oh yeah this- john's a good fellow it's like no, my I don't have a friend John, and sort of just catch them out with different stuff. Yeah, because in the United States, like giving them a little back and forth, it's usually one of the one of my the the things I notice is that it's always someone who is is wearing they're wearing all the stuff, but you can buy that anywhere now. Yeah, like you could just buy like someone. My my curiosity is always the guy who goes like, "Oh, you know what? This is a good idea. What I'm about to do, I'm gonna." I'm never going to be found out. No one will ever know. No one will ever know the difference. You know what I mean? Whatever. You can even even buy medals from places. Like replica medals? I think actual Probably. medals. Oof. Like on eBay, some dude sell. Yeah. Like what a Could, horrible thing. To but do. they are also collector's items. Mm. Oh, that's true, I guess. So yeah. the thing is, someone might have a medal from World War II and they're only in their 30s. And it's like, oh, you fought in Tripoli, did you, in 1940-something? Right, like, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, you fought? They're, they're completely, like, out of date. Like, yes. you were not born. Yeah. It's like, oh, how was it the Battle of Gettysburg? <laughs> <laughs> um, when, you, uh, when you served, did you serve, like, 
it, was it real military service or was it more like the training as part of an educational thing? No, I, I did actually have a, a commission in the Royal Marines because um, they take 50 officers a year because there's only 6,000 Royal Marines to- right. total. And they also perform the commando role. So they take on 50 people for officers to join them, even though there's only space for 30 because the training's so hard that people either injure themselves or drop out. Right. So now, you are a physical fitness person. You exercise regularly. You're, you're in the gym a lot. Did that start with military or were you... A- no, that, that started with a, the with the military. So I used to do a lot more running and body weight fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's, I, I'm kind of, the reason I ask you, I'm trying to do it now. Uh, for the podcast listener, I am uh, a week, eight days and whatever hours into quitting smoking. Oh. Okay. So uh, I am on edge. I am very, very on edge. And I figure... I'm going to do all of the hard things at once, like go uh, stop smoking, go on a diet and start working out like all at the same time, like throw it all at the wall. One of them's got to stick, you know, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. So I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm become like really obsessed with the body weight fitness stuff, like the, the calisthenics and things like that. But, um, we didn't, we didn't come here to talk about that. You know, (laughs) I mean the heroes of history, yes. Climbing a mountain, um, and also D day invasion. You know, those are, those are two huge things. Uh, also this week in history, uh, James Earl Ray, the assassin of, um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Was also, he was captured. He was arrested. Uh, do you believe in the conspiracy theory that all, uh, assassination attempts are made by people with three names because they were trained by the government. Lee Harvey Oswald, um, the Lincoln guy, uh, John Wilkes Booth, the Lincoln guy. <laughs> well, you know, my my American history needs to be brushed up. <laughs> but, are you uh, false flagging? Are are or not false flagging? Are you stolen valoring your citizenship no. in this country? <laughs> they didn't ask that question on the <laughs> citizenship test. I'll have you know? What was the hardest question on the citizenship test? Oh, so there was actually one to do with World War Two. They were like, who were the enemies that America fought oh, during World War Two? And I said the Axis. And they're like, and the Axis was made up of, and I was like, the Germans and Japanese. And, and then like, so those countries would be, and I was like, oh, Germany and Japan. So I, I was technically right, but they... They wanted specifically you to name the country? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that's how... Okay. I, I mean, fair enough, if you're not from this country and you didn't grow, learn, grow up learning American history, I'm sure there's th- certain things you miss, but, but it also, is World War II. Yeah, that's literally world history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, those are... Yeah, uh, I, I will hope one day to climb a mountain. I, I really don't want to fight in a war. Uh, so those guys are heroic to me. And I, I, he hopefully one day we'll stop an assassination before it happens. Those would all be really cool things to do. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about your hero from Star Wars. <laughs> we're really contributing to society here. Yeah. He, um, you know, he, uh, was the original man who stole the plans for the Death Star. Well, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's go back. So your hero, uh, that you picked is Kyle Katarn. Now, yep. This is where we're getting into the fuzzy history of the new wiping clean of the the Star Wars expanded universe, extended universe, because uh, they've wiped it all clean. Yeah. Now, Kyle Katarn, let's start with the first question we ask everybody. Uh, what do you, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Kyle Katarn? Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces. The so, game. Yeah. yeah. So these are the old 90 games that were made by LucasArts. There was uh, Star Wars Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. It was a very interesting naming convention. Yeah, it was like it was like a Tarzaning of the names. Like they would just swing and yeah. then the end would just t- Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast. Okay, Jedi Outcast 2, Jedi Academy. You know, it's like... D- have you ever watched the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd videos? I've seen a few of that British guy, right? No, he he's an American guy. Oh. He, he plays like uh, old school NES games and just complains about them oh no i've seen a, I, there was another guy i forget his name he was a british guy and he would do reviews oh, is that like total biscuit i think so i think he actually died the other week recently yeah, yeah. he just passed away yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh but rest in peace total yeah. biscuit if you're if you're a video game i mean if you're a video game person you kind of knew who he was and he was like a i guess respected video game reviewer i don't know what happened Ye- after all that gamer game Ye- shit yeah i think he was kind of involved at the start yeah and then it blew it like it like outgrew him in some way yeah i, I think I, I don't I we can don't, talk about game yeah, all the time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a video uh, video of angry video game nerd when he he complains about naming conventions, 
So the example he gives are the alien films where it's alien aliens. Yeah. He's like, what's it going to be? Aliens? Yeah, yeah. And then it's Alien 3, Alien, alien Resurrection. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And I always thought Star Wars, Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. It's just such a, a bizarre naming. But it does kind of make sense. That was... Those games were next level for me because no, you, you as a kid growing up watching Star Wars, you wanted to be Star Wars. You wanted to yeah. be Han Solo. You wanted to fly the X-Wing. You wanted to fly the Millennium Falcon. And you wanted to fire blasters. Like, you wanted to be these guys. And those video games back then were for the... They were also came out... They were victims of the technology of the time when they came out. But I was, I was actually reading something in my research that... um Dark Forces was actually revolutionary because people thought it was just another Doom clone, but it had certain incredible things like uh, multi multiple levels within levels. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could go up and down stairs and elevators, which was revolutionary for the time. W- within the same, without having to load all that stuff, because that yeah. was that was like a big thing. It's one of those things now where you look at video games and you'd be like, man, you don't. It's that old man in you, or you like you have no idea how good you have it. Yeah, even now that the EA. EA bought all the star, or bought all the rights to, to well, Star they, Wars. They were given the licensing. Yeah, for games, they kind of fucked is, everything yeah, up. Yeah, because you by, used to have so many Star Wars games, and 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 they're now like I, we got into it in AJ Thompson's episode where he talks about Commander Shepard. He talked about the Mass Effect series, and and we were talking. This is interesting in the sense that we were talking about how when you do a video game hero, it's you in that world. You know, like you putting yourself in that world, and then EA, and we got into this whole thing about EA changing things to games as a service as opposed to like when you would just buy a game, there was no internet. You just had to play what was there. Yeah, you know, and um, the victim of being the victim of the technology that that it was, you were still like clamoring for a lightsaber. Like I wished I was like, oh, I want to play a game where I could swing a fucking lightsaber around, and they gave it to me, and I was like, that's it, good. Yeah, I'm done. Now the Kyle Katarn character what made the first appearance where? Um, the first one I I came across was in the first Dark Forces. Was was he in the extended universe somewhere in the books? So I'm not sure what came first, the game or if there was a book. So I'm not too familiar with all the extended universe. But I also suspect the extended universe is people just like adding to the Wikipedia page. Like, oh, I'm just going to give this guy a huge backstory. Oh, you. Th- but it- I, I think some obscure characters are like that, unless they're in the book or in other media. Yeah, because in according to the Wikipedia, he 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 made his appear appearance in the Jedi Knight series, debuts in Dark Forces, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and um, yeah, he becomes a member. Was originally a member of the Galactic Empire, becomes a mercenary for hire. All that stuff is like in the games, and as the games become more cinematic, they are able to give them more storyline and stuff like that. But sometimes these characters get like, uh, like aggrandized by by the fans yeah where like if they don't have a book about them you can literally make up whatever you want yeah uh what was your drawn what was your like attraction to the character um so one thing i really liked in dark forces 2 jedi knight and jedi knight 2 jedi outcast um is how because carl katan becomes a jedi and so you can choose to either go to the light side or the dark side. Yes. Which I always, I thought that was really cool. It, it was one of those early games that I played where your actions have moral con- consequences, where, which, I, which I always really like in a game like Fable, for instance. Right. There was That was, I guess, that was early on because there, there were not a lot of games that had that depth that you couldn't, you couldn't, you just physically couldn't put that in a game yeah, because you were so limited as to how much you could store. But uh, that, that opening up the different, my big exposure to that was always in Knights of the Old Republic when uh, KOTOR came out that you could choose light side, dark side. And it was a big story element in the game that was why it explained why in this particular case, like Kyle Katarn, he was empire, right? And then uh, veers away from it at some point. But the the thing is he already starts um, having joined the rebel Alliance. Because in the first Dark Forces, the, f- the very first mission, I think, is you stealing the plans for the Death Star. Right, which uh, they retell in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, so so my interesting theory... So obviously Rogue One has um, a whole different story where yeah. she gets the plans. Jenner, so her, her dad, yeah. Yeah, Jenner, so. Uh, so my, my in-head canon mm-hmm. is that Rebel One is just Rebel Alliance propaganda. Oh! 
Carl. And so Carl Catan was still the hero, but because yes. he because he was a smuggler and and whatnot. They had so to they, they had the, to whitewash the criminal part yeah. of it. And I also think that gives a rebel alliance and the Star Wars universe some moral ambiguity because every film is like Empire is bad, rebels are good, but I mean in every war, I mean there's a bit of bad on both sides That's to some, the, de- some degree. There's a whole subreddit of the Empire did nothing wrong. Yeah. And to me, it's super fun. It, it, they start doing it like that because I'm a big fan of like uh, graphic design and stuff like that. So when they, they do a lot of propaganda posters for the Empire and I, I love that shit. I'm yeah. a sucker for all that stuff. And uh, But when they start talking about it, you're like, oh wow, it is really a religious cult that's trying to overthrow a government using guerrilla warfare tactics. Yeah. It's really fucked. Like you're like, Ooh, okay. All right. I get it. But it was, I, I realized one thing, you know, in um, a new hope and a few other star Wars films, you see stormtroopers patrolling on Tatooine or something mm-hmm. like in the background. And they're just letting people go about their day. So they're not always doing bad things, but then obviously they did kill and burn uncle owen alive right you know or so you're led to believe there's that whole thing about uh was it tuscan raiders or not no that it was boba fett there's Uh, have you ever heard that theory that there where he's like these blasters marks are too accurate for stormtroopers that's pretty funny yeah that that's always been i'm I'm like and that's why when uh darth vader and empire strikes back he's like no disintegrations this time that's what he did to uncle owen and aunt beru that's my like. That's the thing about those old movies. Where um, have you are you have you watched the new ones? Have you watched like the Last Jedi? And so I haven't watched Solo just yet. Okay, Solo but. Solo is an interesting case. No spoilers for you. Um, but Solo is one of those things where I loved the idea of showing the underbelly and the, all of the like the criminal side of things, the the criminal element. But I am not a fan of telling a story like tell a story of another guy tell us the kyle katarn story make a movie of that that's fucking that would be great you know like i'm all for that the idea that they want to tell us a story about someone we already know how they how their story goes yeah you know? and you're like well we know where his story ends exactly but also I, I heard in the new film you hear about how he got his black waistcoat and stuff and you're like, yeah, I don't really care about that. That's not a part of the character that I'm like, I've been watching all these films. I'm like, how did Han Solo get his outfit? I I think that what's happening is uh, m- m- Disney is f- falling into the Warner Brothers trap that they fell into with the DC movies. You know what I'm talking about? Where like they had these property and then they're trying to like, they're, they're trying to they're, do too much. They're trying to do too much with too quickly you know yeah. what i mean like let's put out a new movie every year it's like well technically it's every it's 20, 2018 but last year i came out in december you got another movie you know people aren't clamoring for that and honestly people are not clamoring for no one was clamoring for the solo movie yeah and no, there, there wasn't much advertising for it for a while and people were like well i'm not really that fussed to be honest yeah. i would have rather watched like I would have rather watched them remake the Star Wars Christmas special oh, right. just because it's so fucking make that for HBO or some shit, yeah. you know, like I'd rather watch that. I don't care. Hansel, it's cool though. Like the movie's great. I really enjoyed it. It's, I won't make a judgment as good or bad. I'll say I had a great time watching it. You know, like that was fun for me. That's the thing with a lot of Star Wars films. Like I watched Force Awakens and Last Jedi and I thought after, oh, that was fun. But then with some more thought, I'm like, okay, it could have had some work because one one thing yeah, I, I think the new absolutely. films the new films really lack which i always enjoy with star wars and, and sort of sci-fi like that is the world building uh-huh. and the scale of uh force awakens and last jedi felt really small i it felt quick to me y- yeah like all of a sudden they're like in this whole other planet and it's like well like you did it you were on that planet for three seconds and now you're in this other yeah. planet it's like ah, i didn't really feel like rogue one was pretty good about showing that they're on this base and you kind of knew where they were because it was in a familiar setting in terms of the rebel Alliance. And then they would go to this other place and they would, sh- they're like, no, they're in it. They're showing like the, like that whole street attack yeah. in the, in Jeddah city or whatever, where, they, where they're, they're like, you know, fight, fighting the insurgents and they're meeting up with the, the force Whitaker's character and all that stuff like that was a world to me. Like I was like, that's enough, you know, but then the, in the other ones, it just kind of felt empty. I guess in the games, did you feel that because of the graphics at the time, you had to put more of your own imagination in there? Yeah, I think I always used to do that when I was young. I'd sort of 
expand it in my head anyway. But also, in the the games usually took part in quite a few different variations. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be three levels on this planet, then you go to another one, then so that they did cover a lot of ground, right? Which was a lot more than the films, but also because you're you're playing a smuggler who's dealing with the underworld and stuff. Whereas in the Last Jedi, I remember there was one bit. It's like oh, the rest of like no one really supports the Rebel Alliance anymore, and and the Rebel right. Alliance felt so small. The New Order or First Order feels so small. And I, I thought it was cool when they're on the casino planet and everyone's just enjoying themselves. And you're like, oh yeah, these weapon manufacturers sell to everyone. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then they sort of left it. And I, I remember one comment where the new trilogy films, the conflict feels like Bosnia or Serbia. Oh. Where it's obviously a big conflict for them, but globally. Yeah. You- I would have rather seen the Benicio del Toro movie. The, about that guy's character where he's yeah. like, how did he get in jail? That was so much more interesting to me. Like, I don't need to know about this one family's fuck ups. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need to care. Part of me, part of me is done with that, you know? And then, uh, but I still watch them. I still, cause I don't, I, I'm like, it would be great if they did something else. I'm not making it, you know, like I can't go make another Star Wars movie. So I'm just kind of at the mercy of what they gave me. I'm going to, I'm going to either enjoy it or not, you know, I'll see it or not. And, uh, some people are really invested, which I've kind of taken like a, a, a hard stance against the gatekeeping nerd. Yeah. The gatekeeping Star Wars fan where it's like, Oh, and it's happening a lot now because they erased the extended universe, the expen- uh, extended universe of, Oh, that's not the real version. This is the real version. And it's like, well, you don't own it, you but, know? But I think also the new version doesn't erase the old Absolutely. version. I, I mean, I, I don't read comic books, but it's like, Oh, they rebooted this comic book and there's all these, it's like, Oh, you know, the dark Batman story or like there's a Superman story when he ends up in Russia. Oh, like, yeah, oh, well, what yeah. happened if Superman was communist? It's like that doesn't get rid of everything else. Yeah, it's just an augment to what you already like. Yeah, you know, it's just more of what you already enjoy and whatever they're giving you. The my I, like when it comes to the game, I, I was playing um, before my my computer died, my PC died, and I've been dealing with it like a tragic loss. Um, I was playing. Um, Jedi Unleashed or Star Wars Unleashed, uh, the Force Unleashed. That's what yeah. it was, and uh, where you play like this guy Star Killer, um, where he's but you're so overpowered, it doesn't really fit into the rest of the Star Wars story because <laughs> you literally like he takes on Darth Vader like and beats him at some point. Are you overpowered at the beginning? Out the gate, like oh, you're nice. literally nice. pulling gigantic, like giant uh, engines and throwing them across, using them to build traps of some kind. You know, like it's it's uh, you're, you're remarkably powerful. But as a video game, I was like, yeah, give it to me. I wanted that so bad. You know, like yeah. I want to play those powers. My dream game is uh, is to have that VR, like a full on Star Wars VR game. Where you are like are holding the lightsaber and, and you it can moves do, whenever you. Yeah, yeah. Have you done virtual reality? Have you done that? Yeah, I've got uh, the PlayStation VR. You have it? Yeah, I, I haven't played it for a while though because I need to reset it up because I moved. Yeah, because it takes you have to like set it up in the room and all that stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like if if they could first of all if they gave if you played Dark Forces in the old in the the old Dark Forces game in the new VR. Um, you would feel like a giant block person. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would give me a headache. And <laughs> immediately, like, yeah. Wow, I can see the individual pixels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but would you want, like, that? Is, do you want to see that remade, like that remaster? I think that would be pretty cool, yeah. I also, because it was also the weird time of late 90s game design where the levels were made just to be longer and the level design doesn't always hold up as much. Yeah, like they're it's it's more of the product of the limitations on the technology of the how much yeah. they could store on the memory and all that shit. It was like, oh, this level takes place in a farm and there's a huge underground area in the farm and you're like, no one would have this on their farm, you know. <laughs> yeah. And there was another level that took part in aqueducts where you're moving from the farm to this weird city. And I was like, wow, these aqueducts, this aqueduct system is just so long. Because, yeah, just to, like, give you a space to have all the action. Yeah. It felt like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where they just show the same table and chair going by oh, over yeah, and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was watching some videos on YouTube at work during the week, and I was like, man, this game was really weird. I don't remember it being this strange. 
like with the uh of the time you know you were watching it to like remember yeah it was, it was someone some this guy who has a youtube channel who just plays old games and does a walkthrough i find that fascinating i just recently got into that whole twitch world do you, have you ever been do you ever stream or you ever do any of that stuff I've, I've tried streaming but no one watches no one does like that's the idea look unless, this podcast- you're, unless you're one of the top people like with i'm, I'm big into Fortnite now and um mm, if that's you, the game that's the yeah. current uh, it's on, it's hot on, topic honestly a ton of fun um but if you if there's a game that comes out new i think you can do pretty well for streaming it on twitch just by being if it's so new. early yeah. right 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 um but the idea that no one's watching is fast like my brother my, my brother has a pr- actually a pretty decent you know following on there and he's got you know p- subscribers and all that stuff but you have to constantly be sure like you have to quit your job to be able to stream enough to get, get like results yeah and uh i i just i find it fascinating like we took away the multiplayer in the same room to make multiplayer in across the internet, but then we still gave people an opportunity to spectate it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I used yeah. to have to watch my brother. I have an older brother. I used to have to watch him fucking play all the time because <laughs> I was the little brother, you know? Yeah. Now it's literally just like on Twitch, you're everybody's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, what would be some of the things you would want in that updated version? Like that you would spectate? Um, oh, if I was just spectating one of the Jedi, well, what about the character? Because like the character and stuff is in the story mode in the game. It progresses through him becoming a Jedi and all that stuff. Yeah. What about that story drew you in? So I honestly like that. I, I wish there were more moral choices because I think the moral choice of a time is if you kill innocent bystanders, then that will lead you to the dark side. Oh, it was innocent bystanders that did it. Yeah, you. in a few levels. I forgot about that. Um, but I, I think I always enjoy games like fable and that sort of thing where you have sort of multiple mission objectives right i was like oh deliver this thing to this guy or you can keep it and tell him you couldn't find it right the dishonesty yeah is the the key and i think in games these days you there are a lot of more games where it's like oh your choice might seem insignificant but it will play on a lot more later now what what were the, the the like plot points that really kind of made a difference in that game so in the f- in dark forces jedi knight which was the first one where you could go either light or dark there's mm-hmm. a bit where you can I, I think the evil sith guy was uh called jarek and he captures jan Orz, who's your co-pilot right because you rescue her um in the first dark forces and he says oh killer give in to the dark side and so if you've sort of done the bad stuff like killing bystanders bystanders earlier on, I think Kyle Katarn will kill her in one of those oh, weird FMV yeah. sequences. Like it's determined by how many things you've done. Yeah. You don't get the active choice of saying no or yes. It just does it based on your previous actions. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- that's the thing I remember from in Knights of the Old Republic. You could – there were different um, – options it was kind of like uh it would give you like in dungeons and dragons where you could persuade or intimidate and then you would earn more points uh, the dark side points right yeah if you would intimidate somebody and like at some point you can like intimidate a lady out of the sole possession she has of her dead husband and you can like literally or even more so you can do the force the jedi mind trick and just be like, yeah, you want to give it to me and force them to give it to you. And then it's even more dark side stuff. Oh, okay. Like there was a lot of, it was a little bit more nuanced to it. Yeah. I think, I think the action element of dark forces mixed with the Knights of the old Republic would be a, a an amazing combination. in if that were implemented, if they know? did like mass effect in the star Wars universe. Oh my God. Cause yeah. I, I also prefer the combat of mass effect. I tried playing Knights of the old Republic, but I couldn't really enjoy it. Cause it's like the free click it, on this person to attack and you shoot them. And it's, it's based on like, it's turn based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, like it's not active, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not fully in control. At first I was like, Oh, awesome. This game's really cool. And then I got into my first fight and I was like, Oh, that's well, what this is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you know where you are now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the, 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 the force, sensitivity well he gets a lightsaber he finally get, he gets one in uh in uh, jedi knight right uh yeah and then when 
did you as a kid did you play like fucking lightsabers and stuff with your friends and stuff, or was that not something that you guys did not not with my friends but i'd have little toys and i'd play with them were you are you an only child no i had uh two older brothers but they were not into that stuff are they that much older than you um no i, I just sort of prefer playing by myself to be honest <laughs> i mean that that's why are you you were the little brother what you're the youngest yeah that's probably why you're like yeah. I, i'm not gonna give these kids an excuse to pick on me i'm yeah. gonna find a i'm gonna hide do a little hidey hole um i was i was the little brother but it was only two of us so there was only i was the only brother you know what i mean there was yeah. no getting away from it <laughs> um what is something um in the current like new movies what stories do you want like we're talking about like the the um, the Benicio del Toro character and the and like all the, the I did not like the Rose character in the new movies, but if they gave me more backstory through a game of some kind where I had some control, I would want. I, I think that would be cool. Is there any anything in the new world, the new the new the I don't even call them the modern trilogy that you would like to see in a game? I think it'd be cool if um you are one of Kylo Ren's knights when he fights against Luke, I can't, I can't remember all the story, but I think it'd be a cool story. When Luke is training him. Yeah. And the, know- yeah. Well, before like when they, when they, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the Knights of Ren, when yeah, he turns yeah. on, if, if you're one of the Knights of Ren, so you can train with Kylo being trained by Luke and then you betray Luke and then you, Kylo Ren sends you out to do something in a game. That would be incredible. I that think. would be really cool. You get like, because that's one thing they did. One of the things that angered people about The Last Jedi was that they planted a bunch of seeds yeah. with The Force Awakens, and one of the seeds they planted that don't come to fruition, like immediately get erased by Snow getting killed and all that shit. And then they have, um, they show the Knights of Ren, and they all have different weapons, different style, yeah. you know, weapons. And it's like, man, I wanted to see those motherfuckers. They, I, I guarantee you they had to have story written about well, those guys it was jj abrams who wrote last jedi and i thought he did a great job setting the uh the stage the stage yeah but then what was his name rian johnson was that ryan yeah he um just got rid of it and they they killed snoke and like what the fuck is going on what, yeah what is this i i know i i like what they were trying to do and just just saying that hey it's not you know or i don't say i like it i appreciate that they were trying to do something different where it's not just about this fu- one family controlling all of the force in the world, in the universe, um, where it's like belongs to everybody. But they just put all their eggs in that basket for yeah. episode nine, where that one, if it's slightly off, which, you know, these Star Wars fans are the easiest to please. They, <laughs> they're just accepting of everything. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fucking problem if they don't fucking deliver. But I, th- I think Marvel is on so well setting up these almost going to be what two decades worth of story and all tied together sometimes as a film where you're like "Eh, this one's a bit of a dud in Star Wars you think they would give that much planning to it and a lot I think maybe it's because Lucas isn't involved because say what you will about the original trilogy but there are a few flaws I think Anakin Skywalker wasn't good. Jar Jar Binks wasn't great. Oh, you're talking about the prequel trilogy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the world building and actual stories, like the Clone Wars and stuff, I thought was actually pretty cool. That series, the Clone Wars series, was was one of my favorite Star Wars things of all time. I, I still haven't watched it yet. It is it, on my list, but I, has, I loved it in the in the films. It has redeemed it redeemed the prequels for me. I was a very big anti-prequel guy i was like this is bullshit like ah, I, I hate that this is p- the part of the story now in the sense that all of the the little things you know like the little oh this is dumb this is like dumb mid-chlorians the, the midi-chlorian i don't watch episode one episode one to me is like the christmas special where it's like ooh, it's it's kind of there but not really though i i go hatchet order machete order whatever you want to call it i four five two three six that's the order in which those movies I, if I go watch them again, I will watch them in that order. But I don't watch one because it's got the, I mean, you can catch up later. You know, yeah, you get rid of Darth Maul, but if you watch the Clone Wars, it everything is redeemed. And if you watch Solo, there's something that that you, you will see. There's like an Easter egg in there or a cameo in there that you will be like, oh shit, you know. One thing I've read about Solo and also similar with the new films is it's too sort of self-serving. It's like a lot of 
fan service you mean or like but a lot of like oh we know this is star wars we know we're in star wars where it's like winks to the camera yeah and also the way it's written the characters making too many quips oh as well. well i mean there's a lot of that in the original trilogy too like at one point han solo puts his hand over c-3po's mouth like it would fucking do anything but that's also like a very campy 70s thing but remember in yeah. uh, The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren meets um, Captain Poe. Oh, yeah. And there's a bit when Captain Poe's like, oh, so... Do you talk do, first? Do I talk first? Yeah, yeah, and that just took me out of the moment. I... So sort of things like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you just saw a village get wiped out. You're not yes. going to be like, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. my I witty complete, yeah. line it's very much it takes you out of the reality of where you're like oh i'm watching a movie yeah this is very much a movie that someone script someone wrote this in the script no one would respond that way yeah there's a there was a there was some stuff like that too i felt like the like the relate like the character relationships are are for are like super quick they're like forced in there like i'm poe i'm finn we're best friends yeah, yeah. now are we it's like a stepbrothers it's like yeah. did we just become best friends yeah same with finn and rose i was like oh i love you it's like you're about to shoot him earlier when he was escaping oh man there's so i have so many problem issues with that rose character and that whole i like even the whole casino planet which again would make a great video game world to play in all of those characters and all of the like the like that's that would be the home base for a video game that would start where you could like the people the the quest givers would all be there yeah and you depending on whose quest you pick you are light side dark side like there's so much there but the message that they got out of it is or that they were like pumping through there was that you know rich bad rich people bad they capitalize on the poor and then literally they're like racing these like giant animals and yeah it's it was so weird and how it just if it took me out of it so hard i also I, think it was trying to show because they had the plan to try and get the prison guy right yeah and, they had the, to, and that plan failed but then i think they glossed it over glossed over it too quickly there was so yeah there was a lot of it where i again i think they're trying to do too much rather than what the marvel movies are doing now in this giant world they're telling big stories but also ant-man yeah you know what i mean like they did an ant-man movie who the fuck thought they were going to do an <laughs> ant-man movie and it was great it was super fun low lower budget than the rest of them and they didn't need to be super expensive han solo like didn't need to be super expensive look at look at logan right the movie logan the with the, the Wolverine, the one. Wolverine one. That's an independent film. It's shot in like single room, single room, weird set, you know, that they could build. Then a single room, hotel room that they could just repurpose, and and then finally they're like in the woods. The end, you know, like they didn't need gigantic budgets except for the more effects driven, like like Wolverine, sing, you know, and they already got a ton of that ready to go. What I'm saying is that in Star Wars, you you don't need to make. Like grand epic films all the time. You don't that- need to make. You don't need to try and force everything in there. Take your time. Every, it's Star Wars. We're gonna go fucking yeah. see it. We're not only we're gonna go see it. We're gonna go play the game. Where we're gonna go read the book and we're gonna get the comic book. And someone's gonna buy the. You know, like it's it. J- take your time. Tell the right story. There, there was a lot of times in the Last Jedi where I was like, "Oh, the film's gonna end in five minutes," and then it's like, "Oh, here's another battle," and I was like, "Oh my god, this yeah, is." Yeah. I will say that Lightspeed Suicide Run was one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever seen. And it finally it tells you like what happens if you do fuck up. I was like, oh, this is the coolest. It redeemed more than half the movie for me, but not completely. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was so much weird shit in that movie. Like, I, I feel like J.J. Abrams is, gave Ryan Johnson the movie and was like, what? And then he's got to like bring it back and like got to dust all the crap off of it now and kind of figure out a way to make it work. At, at the very least, it's going to be interesting to see how they fix a lot of the stuff that, again, fix is a relative term. It's a subjective term, you know? Yeah. Um, Going back to uh, the Kyle Katarn character, did you, were you playing, when you were, when you would play, would you play light side or dark side? So I think with games, when I usually play them first and I have uh, the moral question, I think I usually try and um, be good with them. You always do. When you would start, then would you play like a separate version where you go? Yeah, bad? then yeah. after go bad. Um, That's one thing I've I've learned from people who play games, who play video games, and stuff like that. They will do 
I want to see every option, the outcome of every option. Yeah. I, I think that's a very like common thing in terms of, or when I play like Final Fantasy, whatever, I want every secret. I want to get every weapon. I want to find every little nook and cranny. And then with the go, with the, with these games that give you choice, you do one save where you're like, oh, I made this choice. And, yeah. then, you, and then you, and then you make both one choice and you make, yeah, and then one save where you made that choice. And then you go from that way, you know, like I, that's the way I always did it. Uh, and I, I also try and do, um, sort of just be neutral and be like, oh, what would I do as a person? Sure. Obviously, I'll try and be good. But sometimes I'll like, oh, I'll do this little sneaky thing because it would be more, it would be better in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Do you fall? I, I was joking around with my friends about not joking around, but we, we always, we, once we discovered the gray Jedi, the, the people who are, the, the are like, uh, not the, in, in certain, in certain of the extended universe and in certain video games, there was the gray Jedi, which were not about power, a lot about good. It was all about, yet yeah, it's everything. It's like the people who are, like it's not about which religion you are; it's about how Just you use the ideas from everywhere. You know, right? It was the Bruce Lee, where you study all the styles so that you have no style. Oh, you know okay, I mean? yeah. So you study both light and dark, so you just are. Yeah, because you know? I, I kind of prefer that because I think in Jedi Outcast you can use some dark powers because right. you, you can force choke and stuff. That was the thing I did in Kotor. I'd be like, I, I got to be evil until I get lightning. Yeah. And then I turn back good. But it's also where the, the offensive force powers are the evil ones. And you're like, no, force choke would be pretty good if you're fighting evil people. Right. Which the Jedi always seem to do. Yeah. It, there's Because there's a whole thing of, again, that the Jedi are just as bad for being you like uh what's the word i'm thinking about whether there's their way and that's it yeah you know they're like no yeah only only sith steal in absolutes yeah you just use the word only yeah you know what i mean like you just quantified it by making it a you like an absolute you just you did the thing yeah. that you said yeah what's that line from the prequels it's like oh in my opinion it is the jedi that are evil oh yeah yeah that's the when they're, they're fighting on mustafar which again hayden christensen not the best actor i have a feeling a lot of what was wrong with the prequels was certain like little casting choices i read one theory that his um that kind of rectifies that whereas like the, the chemistry between um him and natalie portman was so bad and because his acting wasn't great right and but she's the, natalie portman the, yeah, yeah. But, but the fan theory is that he was um because his jedi powers are so strong so he was essentially um doing the the force mind on her to fall in love with him oh and she was kind of not too into it or kind of resisting which is why their on-screen chemistry is almost non-existent that's a real reach <laughs> but you're like oh and in the the realm of star wars maybe this is you, uh, that one is way more believable than the one that says that jar jar binks is the sith lord oh, I, I love that one i love it so much yeah. for how crazy it is I'm, I'm telling you i love a good outlandish conspiracy theory i'm a fan of of conspiracy theories that aren't about like serious shit like people are like sandy hook wasn't real fuck you yeah but if someone's like jar jar binks was really the sith lord the whole time i'm like this tell me more <laughs> yeah. i'm in tell me more about this idea um, were you, do you have any of your own little like ideas, your own little conspiracy theories about Star Wars or in general? <laughs> we'll start with Star Wars. So there's my, my, and then um, we'll branch out into your Alex Jones shit. Chemtrails making frogs gay. <laughs> so I've got the, uh, Rogue One as rebel propaganda. That I do enjoy. That's like, uh, did you ever see Starship Troopers? Yeah. That where I, like when you watch it as an, when I was a kid, I watched it and I was like, this is a great action movie. And I watched it as an adult. I'm like, holy oh my shit. God, yeah. It's a propaganda movie. It's straight up. What, would you like to know more? I'm doing my part. All that shit yeah. is perfect. It's a dirty planet. It's a bug planet. Yes. And then the reporter gets. Yes. I love that. It is so great. So you think that Rogue One was propaganda. What else? Yeah. Uh, for Star Wars, um, I'm on board with uh, Darth Jar Jar. You think it's. Yeah. yeah. I w it would be so funny to me that if that were like played out to the very end like do that thought exercise of what that really means is fascinating it's amazing to me like the emperor answers to fucking jar jar Binks yeah. the whole time that's great um what about what's your like a good real life one that doesn't have a lot of like 
Um, I used to be, so I kind of enjoy conspiracy theories, just reading them. When I was younger, I used to be big into like the NWO, one world government type conspiracy oh. theories. Because I, I think when, especially when you're younger, because I obviously grew up um, when the sort of Bush years was part of my teenage years. So I thought, right. like, oh, it's all connected. They're going to war in Iraq for oil, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And like the Rothschilds and Bilderbergs have given them permission. They're pulling the strings. Oh, so you all the way up to like the... the yeah, because I think when, is, when you're younger, you're trying to make sense of the world and make sense of chaos. Or you're finding patterns. You're, you're yeah. constantly looking for patterns. So sometimes you see things that might not be there. But, yeah. you, like you, but to you, oh, I see it. Yeah. yeah, but then when you're older, you're like, ah, oh, no one just, no one really knows what they're doing. Yeah, I remember as a teenager, I I I bit real hard on the libertarian things of like uh, states' rights and all that stuff. But then I realized, oh, that was this these fucking conservative guys trying to get me to yeah to believe what they want me to believe, and I was like, oh, I got duped. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's really where a lot of this stuff comes down to it's like oh someone is trying to manipulate someone else through yeah a whatever conspiracy which, which happens now with the alt-right you know they'll oh be like God. oh you know you've got the republican globalists they're bad and you're like oh yeah you know they're pretty corrupt and it's like you know who else is bad uh israel and the jews and you're like whoa 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 <laughs> yeah no i don't agree uh this is a bit too far where whenever they like, cause there's, because once you're an adult, you realize nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Look at the fucking White House now. Like, uh, like they're the, all the shit that the legal counsel for the fucking president can't get their shit straight. And then you're like, oh man, nobody knows what they're doing. Not even when they have the facility to hire people who to do co- know what they're who doing. Do know what yeah. they're doing. Like it's fat. It's so the fact that if any of these conspiracies that are really big are true, there would have to be an insurmountable amount of secrecy yeah involved like there would be so much secrecy that that literally could not happen the like this stick with me here i'm going to make a, <laughs> i'm going to make a real big reach have you if you watch the jackass movie all right i'm going somewhere with this there's the the prank that they play on the doctor where one of the guys shoves a toy car up oh, his yeah. ass and so something is I, I remember this pretty vividly because it was in Miami and uh, the doctor's Cuban guy. He's like, takes the x-ray and he's like on the phone. He's like, oh, it's a little toy car press. And then he goes like, look, you know, and he knows that's already one too many to keep it a secret. And I'm like, I never believed anything harder in my life. I'm like, the second some other person knows something, you can never be sure that that secret's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think Jar Jar Binks is simpler. <laughs> um, <laughs> Another interesting theory, conspiracy theory I heard was about um, Libya and the reason... Libya? Yeah, and the reason they took down uh, Gaddafi. is uh, It's it's not too outlandish, but he was going to... Because Libya used to be very rich, and so he was going to come up with a a currency, a pan-African currency backed by Libya's gold. Oh, so it was going to be like a euro for for that region of the world. Move away from the petrodollar. And the, oh. the U.S. obviously is like, oh, we need to. The petrodollar is what keeps the dollar so strong. Yes. So yeah, oil money. Yeah, and, and because they had the Arab Spring before, so they're like, oh, we can bring about regime change in Libya. See, now that's starting to sound kind of believe. Now I'm starting to believe the empire did nothing wrong and all that shit. I'm starting to believe all of these things because uh, that one. There's always a kernel of truth. There's always a, a kernel of believability in these rumors. Yeah. You know? Um, but who knows, man? I, I, there's there's so much out there. Going back to Star Wars, in the uh, that cat's got terror. Dear. Um, the the going back to Star Wars, the idea that um, you have agency in this world. And you are, you know, they play as this Kyle Katarn character that you are the best of both worlds. You are literally a scoundrel, smuggler, gun shooter, you know, Han Solo character who turns into a Luke Skywalker character. Yeah. Um, you can, in your, if Dominic Fogarty, Dom Foggers, which is not a bad Star Wars name. Oh, thank That's you. Pretty <laughs> good Star Wars name. Um, is, in, is in one of these games is in one of these worlds what would what care what kind of game first of all what kind of game would it be and what would be your your like you feel like your arc would be um so i think my arc it would be a star wars currency simulator yeah. <laughs> so i think my game i'd like a sort of let me try and think about this what games am i playing at the moment 
It would be a battle royale building simulator. <laughs> well, personally, I'll, I'll answer for me. Okay. And yeah, then, I need to think. I didn't know, give you a minute to think. So for me, I would say one of the things that I love, there was a game called Spore. Do you remember Spore? Yeah. Where I, you build. Unfortunately. Yeah. The promise of it was so much bigger than the actual game turned out to be. But the idea that you could create your own races and own planets and have them interact in the Star Wars world, like based on a couple of like procedurally generated things where like you, you plant the seeds and then they develop over time and you can watch it grow like a simulate, like a Sim City or civilization or whatever. But of Star Wars, I think it would be cool like to build your own empire I think that would be cool. Does it exist? If it exists, I'm getting it now. I don't think... I don't know. They never played like real-time strategy Star Wars games, which is a shame. Ironically enough, there's some real cool tabletop like uh, uh, Star Wars games that are really cool. And I, I used to play a card game from the prequels. That oh, was really? really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but the... Um, uh, yeah, it was called Young Jedi. It was like based on the prequels and shit like that. It was it was fun. It was better than the episode one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was more entertaining. But yeah, that idea of building, like talking about world building, like having that sim galaxy or sim empire type of mentality where you could build your own empire and then stamp out rebellions. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool, yeah. I think. Or you could build the worlds and then now you have to start the rebellion to destroy whatever it is you're the inside man or something like that and you would build it you know in a certain way i think that would be cool that'd be cool do you have time to think you think of an answer yeah so maybe this is too similar to knights of the old republic but a sort of skyrim elder scrolls type game where you can choose your class very cool have quests and with moral decisions as well would be cool so you can be like a, a smuggler a jedi because you have the, the thief, knight, paladin class, whatever. What I think you're describing is Knights of the Old Republic, but in Mass Effect. Like with the more active fighting and the different kind yeah. of battle. But in Knights of the Old Republic, are you always a Jedi? No, uh, you can be... Because you, you end up getting a party of different things. Like you can get you know a droid, you get an assassin, HK-47. It's, it's, uh, it's this cool badass evil droid. He's evil. Um, and he's an assassin droid. Uh, you can play as those characters. You can, you know, you can control light side or dark side, but you get to pick at the beginning. It's basically like a D and D class. Like scoundrel is like the rogue. You get you're better at picking locks and shit, or the soldier or the whatever. You know, like you you can be different things, but you always end up being force Jedi or light side or dark side. Jedi or Sith. You don't. Uh, okay. You know, you can't be straight up Han Solo. But there is a Han Solo type character as part of your party. Yeah. Yeah. Because also with, with games like Mass Effect, the story is always very grand. Whereas yes. with Oblivion, uh, like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, you have the main quest, which you can pretty much just ignore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I like. And you can choose factions to help. Yeah. Did, did you ever play the game Mercenaries on the PlayStation? No, too? but I remember where you could just... where it was. It was kind of like a precursor. It was like a Grand Theft Auto type thing, but... Sort of. Like, so isn't is the um, K- Korean uh, DMZ? Oh. And so there's like a, a UN, North Korea, China, and I think a mafia type faction. And you can do different missions for them and, and sort of piss one off, gain favor with the other. Oh. And that would sort of affect the rest of the game. And so you can either try and balance them or just go all out and help one of the factions. Oh, so, okay, I see what you're saying. So I think a a Star Wars game, there's maybe like Mass Effect slash Elder Scrolls where you can play, Yeah, you know, sort of... I think they were... There was a game that was going to come out before LucasArts got bought. And I think you can look it up. It's called Star Wars 1313 or something like that. And they'd made like this whole intro video a really good video yeah yeah did Whether you see the ships it? falling yes and it's in game it's boarded. gameplay it's in yeah. game footage like it's it's a gameplay footage and it is insanely engaging like i immediately was like where did this game go there has to the assets still have to be somewhere like salvage it give us a one the single player game stop trying to make money fucking ea and give us a good story you know because that's the thing i feel people forget and i and i said it with the aj uh commander shepherd episode video games the allegory the 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 meta the what is the word i'm looking for the um the 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 comparable piece of art is not a movie it's a novel 
Yeah. The novel with where you build you're building it out in your mind and you have so much more agency in what the look what it looks like and all that stuff as opposed to a movie which is a 100% receptive. Video games give you that plus a an actual actual agency to determine the outcome. You know what I mean? That's like a book you can, you know, that always ends the same. But um it gives you like there's so much more depth in a video game than you get from just a I mean, I play I spent I, I don't want to say how many hours playing Skyrim and it was just me running through the fucking land, slaughtering dragons and bad guys and ghosts and shit. And it was just, it was great. And there was so much story that happened around you that it was, it was, it was amazing. I, do I think like, that, that is a great idea. I, I do like games where you can pretty much make the story yourself. Yes. But obviously someone's already written out all the options, but, but you exactly. can still be like, I understand oh, in your head, I'm, this guy that 13 and it was supposed to show like the underbelly that they there was going to be a t i think one of the things that solo was supposed to kick off is this tv show that they were trying to this live action show that they were trying to work on called at at one point it was called star wars scum and villainy and i'm like that is the best fucking name for anything and i think they changed it at star wars underworld or some shit like that and i'm like that's both that's a that's that vampire werewolf movie (laughs) um but i would have loved to have seen that 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 there's so many, there's so much in that world that I feel is kind of getting squandered a little bit and getting overlooked as potential. Like the Star Wars animated series are great. Clone Wars and Rebels were good. And on, and the games before they got bought by EA were super fun to play, but tragically underpowered for, you know, they were yeah. limited by the technology of that that time and if you go if you watch i recommend everybody listening to this go go google it but um star wars thirteen thirteen, and watch that fucking footage it, it would have it would have been a dope dope game because that, that was a good thing that i enjoyed about the carl katan games because you're dealing with gangsters and criminals of the underworld yeah and so he's going back being like oh i'm gonna go to narshada and get this thing from this uh evil criminal droid who knows about my father's death right Whereas with the uh, the new Star Wars films, it's just very clear who's good and who's bad. It's the moral ambiguity is one of my favorite parts. Like Han shoots first. That yeah. that, that that to me will always be the the like Star Wars of like ooh that guy he straight up murdered that dude. But also yeah he straight up murdered that yeah. dude. You got to straight up murder people sometimes. You know it's it's it was it, I thought I, I think it's. Uh, there's a place for it all, and hopefully uh, we'll get some... I would love to see Kyle Katarn pop up in a new game somewhere. Hopefully it's that 1313 game. That would be That'd fucking be cool. dope. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a really good episode, man. This has been a lot of fun. If we nerd out, I can nerd out for, on Star Wars forever. Yeah. I, I was nervous about nerding out to Star Wars. There's no, that's a, this is like a safe space. This uh, is okay. totally safe space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominic, thank you so much for, for, for dropping in and, and talking to us again. And, uh, is there anything you'd like to promote before you go? Uh, yeah, I want to promote my, uh, new comedy thing, uh, the cultural review show. The cultural review show. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's some live stand up, but there's also videos where I'm reviewing American culture. Oh, that's really funny. When is it, uh, is it something that, gets dropped online or is it yeah, a, show, so, a live show here so i've got both um i've got an instagram for the underscore cultural underscore review underscore show uh also rolls on, off the tongue on my youtube channel well, YouTube well it'll be linked to if yeah if you could uh, i'll link it in the oh, description thank you. if you're li- if you're listening to this just look at your phone it's there it's in the description of whatever you're listening to um uh that's awesome and you're reviewing as a new citizen so well the idea is that i'm a bbc reporter so, so we've oh, we've yes. given it this whole backstory um so i'm a bbc reporter here in new york who's been given this project to re- sort of do a travel documentary in New York. Oh, but the, I'm so on board. But the idea is that the BBC have kind of forgotten about me and I don't have any budget. So it's kind of shitty. Oh, this is great. I really like it. So it's almost like uh, one of those Borat type things, but less annoying and maybe a bit more of a straight man. And I'm just this sort of arrogant, pompous, out of touch British guy. What's your BBC newscaster voice? It's just it's just my my regular voice to be honest. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it's, yeah, it's this. <laughs> yeah, because with the with so with the first episode. So I'm I'm even so so it started out as a sketch where I was with a friend. I was like, oh, he said, oh, do you want to film anything? I was like, I want to do a sketch where I'm reviewing corn dogs. 
<laughs> and we just kept we just kept adding stuff and we're like oh we need more context to it and then i finally edited it down to 22 minutes i was <laughs> like oh sitcom like yeah i was like oh this is a pilot so that's what we're trying to do with it <laughs> and so i've got a thing on youtube of me doing a man on the street thing in times square Hell asking yeah. people about corn dogs because uh, i still need to finish some editing with the main 22 minute thing i would hope that jesus that's that's a huge feat yeah so now i'm, I'm trying to make shorter form one to like a, a part of an episode type thing gotcha gotcha like a like um when they release the parts of an interview from late show on as a clip that stands on its own yeah. about a specific yeah yeah so the idea so th- i'm making other short form ones which are like his five minutes from a TV show. Right. Yes. But at the moment I'm like, no, it's just five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fantastic, man. What a good idea. Um, and they can follow you at, uh, Dom Foggers underscore whatever it is. It's all yeah. linked. It'll be all, it's all in the description. Um, uh, th- and thanks again for being oh, awesome. Thank thanks for putting me. up with the cats. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to the Creek and the Cave in Long Island City, Queens for letting us use their space for this and for Unsung Heroes every Thursday night at 8 p.m. downstairs. Uh, super fun time. You get a chance to come on the show and uh, give us your thoughts on the the, the theme of the day. And uh, they're always different and it's always crazy. It always, always, uh, um, uh, you know, if you don't like one guest, wait five minutes. There's another one coming up right <laughs> after. Um, and also to the Creek Media, thanks to uh, uh, Brian for producing and there's a listen to all the good shows on creek media gumbo check out uh gather on the punch bowl all the all of the uh, two dry guys with justin osliner um who's been on unsung heroes a bunch and uh you can follow this uh podcast if you're subscribed to this you're also subscribed to unsung heroes it's all in the same feed uh you can follow us at zeros on heroes um and zeros on heroes on uh, all social media and uh, every once in a while we'll do brackets for the unsung heroes show if you want to get in on that follow uh zeros on heroes on uh on social media and then you can get your your picks in and uh you can follow me at mike Merck at all and um all, on all social media and uh thank you everybody for listening uh thank you kyle katarn may the force be with us all uh may the force be with you always and remember to go out and be heroic